his presence right where we are. Father, we just pray that you will send more of your Holy Spirit on us this evening, Lord, that you would fill us. Lord, we come into this place to connect with you. We come here to contact you, Lord, and we extend our faith to you today. We ask that you will visit us. We ask that your healing anointing would come in our lives. Not just healing for the body, but healing for the soul. Lord, we stand in your presence with expectation. Lord, we don't hurry ourselves, but we rest in you. Let your glory fall on us. Let your kingdom come. Lord, we banish any distractions. We take authority over the mind and we present it to you as a living sacrifice. We take our vision off our circumstances and place them on the Lord of glory. Lord, you are high and lifted up, far above every name that can be named. Help us to see things from where you are. Help us to see things from your perspective. Father, we know you're looking for a people of faith, people that will trust you with childlike tenacity, to know that everything is in your hand. The whole world is in your hand. Everything's in your hand. The devil can't do anything but by your permission. We remember Job, Lord. We remember the devil tested him, but you were still in control. He couldn't do anything without your permission. We don't need to fear, Lord, because even when the devil attacks us and circumstances rise against us, it's you that set the boundaries of the work of the enemy. They can't move but by your permission. You're in control. You're a good God. You don't let anything come into our lives unless it's going to be our blessing. To every test and trial, there is an end. Oh, we open up our hearts, Lord. We shake off the things of the world. Worldly thinking. Natural thinking. Carnal thinking. Religious thinking. We just let those things fall off us like rags. We walk into your presence clothed in glory. We walk into your presence clothed in the glory and the blood of Christ. Washed white by his sacrifice. We stand pure before you because of Jesus. Oh God, let your holy fire come. Let there be a move of sanctification among us, a consecration, a separation. Oh, separate us, Lord, from that which is vile, from that which is dirt, from that which keeps us down on earth. And lift us, Lord, lift us, Lord, lift us, Lord. Give us a vision of glory and a vision of faith and a vision of power. Give us a vision of King of Kings like Isaiah had, Lord. Where he took his eyes off his circumstances and he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. The angels shouted, glory, glory, glory.
look beyond our circumstances with the eyes of faith. Oh God, oh Lord, visit your people, oh Lord. God, we want a divine transaction, a divine transformation that can only come by your Spirit. An encounter with the living God. We're hungry for you, Lord. We step into your presence by faith. We reach out and we touch you by faith, Lord. Let the glory come. Let there be a fresh wind of the Spirit. A cleansing wind that blows right through us. Oh God, breathe on us, breath of God. Oh Lord, breathe on us, breath of God. Oh Lord, let, let, let it be like where Moses was when he saw the burning bush and the presence of the Lord came in fire. God, let us be burning bushes for you. Oh God, let us be burning bushes for you that burn on and burn on and burn on, burn on and burn on and are not consumed, not devoured. But we burn on and we burn on and we burn, burn, Lord. Fire, the fire of your presence. Cleansing fire, purifying fire. Oh God, fire. We open our hearts, Lord, and we ask that you will pour out like liquid fire the glory of your presence. Lord, that you would bring a cleansing move of your spirit. Cleanse us by... Lord, we know that Isaiah, when he had a vision of your glory, he understood he needed a cleansing power. You sent an angel, Lord, with a burning hot coal of fire from the altar of your sacrifice. And you touched his lips and he became ablaze. And his mouth was on fire and his lips were on fire and he spread through his body the burning cleansing flame burn out the world Lord don't burn it out burn out worldly thinking by the Spirit John said I baptize you with water but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire oh Take us to the place. Put us in the furnace with Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego in the furnace. Where the fire is, where that which is not of you will be consumed. Put us in there, Lord, with the fourth man. One like a son of man dwells in the furnace of fire. Oh God, turn up the heat. Let the flames lick us the flames of your holiness and your consecration and your separation 
God, we need a divine separation. Oh God, visit us. Burn it out, Lord. Burn it out by your Spirit. I invoke the power of the Holy Spirit in this place today. I invoke you, Lord, to come and visit us on every single life. Let there be a fresh tongue of fire. Let not one not be touched tonight. But we, in one accord, pray down your fire. It's our inheritance. Every day is a day of Pentecost. We believe you for it, Father. We pray for it, Father. We're hungry for the fire. We're hungry for the flames. By faith, by faith we call on the fire of God to fall on our lives. Oh God, we need to be changed. We need holy fire. And a holy encounter with a holy God. We dwell in your presence. We sanctify this service. We sanctify every person in this place, on the internet. And in the name of Jesus, we call upon the power of the Holy Spirit to touch our lives direct from the throne of God. Holy Spirit, bring the presence of the Master into our lives. Lord Spirit, you're with us. But you're also there with the Lord in the Holy of Holies of Heaven. We pray that Heaven would come down. That the presence and atmosphere of Heaven would come into our souls right now. We pray for it in faith. Bring it down, Lord. Oh, let there be a Jacob's Ladder tonight with angels ascending and descending. Let there be angels walking amongst us tonight. Walking in the cloud of glory, bringing the presence out of the presence of the Master. Send ministering angels to us this evening, Lord. Out of the presence of the Master, send ministering angels among. Send them, Lord. Send them, Lord. Your ministers. You make your ministers a flame of fire. Let them come. Let them come and walk amongst us. By your leave and by your command and by your will. Let those angels walk amongst us. Ministering to us the spirit of the living God. Healing, deliverance and strength. Oh, send them. Lord, we lift the wings of our faith and we wait, Lord, for the wind of the Spirit. We can't soar in our own strength. We can't soar through human effort, but Lord, we just set the sails of our faith. We lift the wings of our faith and we say, Holy Spirit, lift us. Lift us. Lift us by the power of your Spirit.
Just soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Floods of healing glory. Pools in the wilderness. Springs in the desert. That's what our Holy Spirit is like. of every troubling demon every foul spirit at work in your life we take authority over the work of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth we cast out of this place every wicked spirit every lying spirit troubling spirit in the name of Jesus Christ we address you we cast you out this place we bind you Satan Jesus we bind you Satan in the spiritual realm command you to stop your work in God's people take your hands off our lives your lying spirit troubling spirits leave in the name of Jesus leave we banish the works of darkness by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you're in this place today and you've been troubled by something that is dragging you down, I mean the picture I get is of a believer but they've got lead weights all over them, pulling them down. And you just feel so down and you just feel so heavy and you're struggling with heaviness and it's just like these weights are all over you and you'd love to soar and you'd love to fly but your experience is just so it's just so down you just feel so down so pulled down <clears throat> I want you to come on the platform tonight to be delivered if that's you, if that picture says, you know, that's me, I just feel so laden, heavy laden, that's the word. It's come up on the platform. It's like there's something like lead pulling me down. Just leave your seats. If you're upstairs in the balcony, don't let those lead weights keep you in the balcony. Make the journey. As you make the journey from the balcony, you'll already be being healed. Don't let the devil keep you where you are. It's not your destiny. It's not your inheritance. Can we just bring them into order on the platform? <clears throat> just right where you are. Just keep receiving. Those of you that are, in, that are not coming out, begin to pray for those that you see on the platform. 
begin to pray for them. Begin to pray that God will bring deliverance upon them in this platform in the next few minutes. There are no spectators tonight. There are participators. There are no spectators tonight. Let's pray. Let's pray. Now I want you in the congregation to begin to take authority over the works of the enemy in their lives. I want you to speak to the enemy, to command the enemy in the name of Jesus to get off their lives. I want you to do spiritual warfare. Oh God. Send your delivering fire, Lord. Send your deliverance. That's right, that's the prayers. Press on in for their lives. Step into their shoes. Intercede for deliverance. Healing. that thing you that are on the platform I want you just to open your hands to the Lord and receive you don't have to do anything but believe believe that God who called you tonight wants to bring deliverance on this platform I declare this platform a doubt free zone I declare this platform a depression-free zone. In the name of Jesus, Father, send your fire on this platform right now. Let there be a shift. Let there be a shift. We break this thing in the name of Jesus Christ. We break it over your lives. Satan, loose your grip. thing just begin to lay hands we break these things in the name of Jesus Christ we, I break it from your life in the name of Jesus receive the power of the Holy Spirit receive the power of the Holy Spirit delivering power healing power in the name of Jesus be set free set free in the name of Jesus. I break this 
pray for them. So when you've had hands laid on you on the platform, go to the front and we're going to continue. When you've had hands, not unless you've had hands laid on by myself or Gabriel, and we're just going to seal that thing. Father, release that thing in the name of Jesus. Release that thing in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Let there be freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty. Freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus. Freedom and liberty. Be set free from those thoughts in the name of Jesus. Let there be a healing, delivering touch of your daughter right now, Father. Break the power of the enemy within. We lift her up and we pray, Father, that you will lift her out of these things in the name of Jesus. Minister healing power in the name of the Lord. I release the presence of the Holy Spirit deep within your life. That healing power would come in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord. authority over the works of the enemies and the lies of the enemies in the name of Jesus we break the power we break that power in the name of the Lord we release the presence of the Holy Spirit the healing of the Holy Spirit to lift you in the name of Jesus Lord Lord do it Lord in the name of the Lord receive a touch from the Almighty name of Jesus we release your power fill him father break every work of the enemy every bondage of the mind in the name of Jesus let that liberty and joy abide let your joy rest upon this life father take authority of every lie of the enemy every accusation of the enemy devil's a liar we're breaking the power of his lies the power of words I break the power of negative words in your life and I release in the name of Jesus the joy of the Lord the peace of the Lord freedom and liberty deep in your life I release the ministry of the Holy Spirit fill her with the presence of God let there be healing power God, do it, Lord, visitation. Power of God, deliver you from the words of the enemy and be released and liberated. I break the power of the enemy in your life. I break the power of the enemy in your life. I speak healing, deliverance and freedom and liberty. Father, in the name of Jesus, release your glory on this life healing power touch him father do a work I take this wounded spirit and I release their healing power the miraculous healing power of God and we release healing freedom and liberty a miracle on the inside Lord that's what we pray for a miracle on the inside 
take authority over memories you take authority over past experience and I speak a word into your life young man and I said behold the Lord says I make you new I make you new I make you new think no longer of the former things behold I do a new thing a new thing a renewal a renovation a new thing the old has passed away all things are new and I will help you and I will lead you and I will fill you and, I, and you will be my servant and I will be your God and I will walk with you and cover you with my wings and I shall be your strong fortress and I shall shape you and train you and you shall be my servant and you shall be a walking testimony of what the Lord can do in a man's life and many shall be touched and many shall be healed through your testimony and through what I will do in your life in the name of Jesus Lord freedom blessing mercy Lord fill your daughter with your presence right now lift her up let her know how deeply she is loved let her know how deeply she's cherished that she's the apple of your eye that you're always with her she's never alone God you love her you've chosen her you picked her out and you're going to bless her and you're going to bring her to a place a wide place a broad place the green pastures and you're going to Lord take her to a place of joy I release the presence of the Spirit in your life Father let your Spirit touch this precious life and bring freedom and deliverance from all the things that pressure her in the mind I release the mind from the pressure of the enemy he's set free by the power of his might and I release a work of the spirit deep inside this life bringing healing and the kingdom of God in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name in the name of Jesus Satan foul spirit that seeks to rob him of the joy and the healing that's taking place in his life we take authority right now once and for all over the work of Satan that has attempted to take your life and in the name of Jesus it ends now Satan lose your grip leave this man of God and torment him no
take this man and use him to preach the gospel. Just open your hands. That's right. That's right. What's your name? Frank. How long have you been a Christian, Frank? Oh, you're a Jehovah's Witness. It's all right. But tonight, tonight you were a Jehovah's Witness. But tonight, says the Lord, tonight, says the Lord, you were a Jehovah's Witness. But tonight, you become a witness to the power and grace of the Holy Spirit. A witness to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. You're not here by accident. You were brought by the Spirit of the Living God. And in the name of Jesus, your hunger, you've hungered for Him. You've sought for Him. You've looked for Him. You've cried for Him. You've prayed for Him. And tonight, says the Lord, you've not found me, but I have found you. I have found you, son. Tonight, says the Lord, I have found you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive. Receive now the Holy Spirit. Receive now the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be a witness of the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Let your glory rest upon Him right now. Let Him feel your love and your presence. Jesus, the Son of God, you have been called to preach my gospel, says the Lord. And I release the presence of the Spirit. I have called you to preach my word. I have called you to be my witness, says Jesus. Oh God. A precious life. You are a precious life. And you have been called tonight into the ministry and the Holy Spirit is just beginning his work in you there's so much there's so much Frank I, I see you being used of the Lord God is gonna use you because you have a tender heart God is gonna use you Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you for Frank's life. And we say, Lord, as a congregation, we stand with him. We stand behind him. Our prayers are with him. We thank you for his life. We thank you that you've touched his life tonight. He's never going to be the same. That you've got a great high call for him. And we bless you, Frank, in the name of the Lord. Lord, loose this woman from anything, from anything, Lord, that would 
prevent her from enjoying your presence break the power of the enemy and we release God's grace in the name in the name of in the name of Jesus God's just got a special blessing for you it's not linked to what's happened here just lift your hands to the Lord I hear the Lord call you daughter of Zion daughter of Zion that that's what I hear the Lord call you daughter of Zion and I hear the songs of Zion what the Lord says is going to do is he's gonna take the joy of your worship daughter of Zion and he's going to take that and he's going to transform your heart with it he's going to do a top to bottom top to bottom from the soles of your feet to the top of your head a visitation of the Holy Spirit is coming upon you and he is going to turn things around for you and he is going to open the doors and you are, and that which is on you in worship is going to be in you God is going to establish your walk. He's going to establish your footsteps in Him. You shall be established. And all He requires from you, daughter of Zion, is that you hold His hand as His daughter, as a daughter would hold the hand of her father, and that you walk with Him without fear. He shall lead you into good places. You are a daughter of Zion. Father, we release as a congregation upon this life, Lord, the power right now, the power of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God. In the name of Jesus, daughter of Zion, your time is now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand together. I've got, I've got a song in my heart that we're going to just sing to the Lord as he pours out his spirit. The one I was talking about, David, yeah. Lord, let's, let's not stay where we are. Let's go deeper. Let's go higher. Let, let's not be satisfied. But let's get hungry. And let's utilize this song and let every word, let every word be sung with faith and expectation. Let, 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 let our hearts be ablaze with the words and worship of this song and let's reach out from deep within. And the Master will give us a fresh touch. Lord, let your glory fall. As on that ancient day, songs of enduring love, and then your glory came. And as we sang to you, that we would love the same, as we sing that song. You are 
song David give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ the Son give thanks with a grateful heart
sing that once over again for only voices. No drums, no music.
take your seats God is on the move don't you love it when God inhabits our praise you know praise is such a healing thing once we get in the spirit of praise and we just begin God begins to do things as we praise him when we minister to him out of heart and faith he ministers back to us God's done a great work in our lives already tonight doing things on the inside. Remember, sometimes the Holy Spirit works deeper than even our consciousness knows about. And when we present ourselves to Him in these revival meetings, we believe that God, week by week, is doing something, imparting something in our lives. Amen. And uh, thank you so much, David, for... I throw all these songs at him. And um, he's got to pull them out. And I try to give him advance warning but sometimes I, I don't even know what song I'm sitting there thinking I don't know what the next song is Lord I have no idea what the next song is Lord and then David's thinking I wonder what the next song is Bruce I have no idea and then the Lord gives me a song and then David does so well and well done you up there on the captions to pull out those words so quickly it's a real ministry we, we appreciate it and there's going to be a lot more of that to come so we thank God for that in your Bibles, please turn to Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. One of the worship songs we sung earlier, and Jonathan was leading that particular song, was a worship song reflecting Isaiah chapter 6 about Isaiah's vision of the Lord and the Lord's cleansing and commissioning of Isaiah and Isaiah being ready to go and do something for God. And I'd like to read that for you tonight. <clears throat> Isaiah 6. In the year... Of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out. While the temple was filling with smoke, then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people. What a beautiful passage of Scripture. 
a heavenly vision of God's holiness. You know, we're doing a six-week series on the Sermon on the Mount at the five o'clock. And we just, we're just beginning. We've just done an, the introduction, the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit. That's just the introduction to Jesus' sermon. We just touched on the introduction. The rest of the sermon is examples and bringing out the introduction of the Beatitudes. But right at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord begins to speak about the fear of the Lord. And one of the great missing uh, aspects of the Western church today is the fear of the Lord. Very few of us, perhaps all of us, do not fear the Lord as we should. You say, fear the Lord? I'm not talking about being scared. Not being scared. We're children of the Father. You don't, you're not scared of Abba. The Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit that God is our Abba. He's our Father. And, you know, in the whole of Matthew chapter 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, it tells us to walk with our Father. Everything that we should do should be with our Father. It's you and the Father. That's what God's plan is for you. So it's not talking about being scared of Him in that sense. But it is talking about being in awe of him, being in awe. You know, I love it when little girls and little boys are at that age where if it's a good family, the daddy can do no wrong. I mean, you know, daddy, daddy. And it's the mum who does all the work, clothes them, feeds them, and, but it's, it's, it's daddy time. And the son thinks his father... He's the greatest hero in the world. Loves to spend moments with him and absolutely adores his dad. But also is, is in awe of his father. It's beautiful to see kids. Because when they're at that age, it's like, my daddy can do anything. And you can they even have conversations. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. Well, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. Well, my daddy could fly a plane if he wanted to. Well, my daddy could fly a rocket to the moon if he wanted to. My daddy can do actually anything, actually. Just letting you know that my daddy can do anything. And they love their daddy, but they're also in awe of their father because they're at that age where whatever he says is true. He can't do no wrong. And also it's beautiful, again, in a healthy family, when, when the daughter becomes the father's princess. You know, when a daughter becomes a teenager, 13, 14, she's not meant to go out on dates with 13 and 14-year-old boys. Do you know that? She's meant to go out on dates with a father. Her father's meant to take her out for days out and special meals. And her father is meant to model to her what a man and what a gentleman is all about. That's a, all these young girls going, it's, it's, it's awful. But where are the fathers? Where are the fathers dignifying their princess daughters? We need a restoration of fatherhood. But anyway, that's just by the by. It's beautiful when a daughter loves her father and, and the father and she's like a little princess and again it's like a father can do no wrong her father is her hero it's lovely in a, in a healthy family when a daughter's father when her father is their hero and it's God's plan for you, you, the daughter's father always to be a hero and the father's daughter always to be a princess and so there is a relationship between intimacy but also awe and respect to, 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 to be 
in awestruck by your father. You get to sit on his knee. But you know what? He holds the whole world in his hands. He's intimate and close to you by his spirit. He loves you. He, he cherishes you. He cares for every hair on your head. He loves you. But at the same time, he's giving the devil a bashing from coast to coast. He's lifting up nations and he's pulling nations down. He's bringing judgment to those that resist him and grace to those that seek him. He is a mighty, fearful, awesome, amazing God. And we need to get that back in our lives. You know, many Christians are walking away from the awesome doctrines. And I mean awesome, not just going, wow, that's awesome. I mean awesome. The sovereignty of God. I mean, when you read the Old Testament and the New Testament, God is incredible. Let's not bring him down to our level all the time. God is beyond us. God is above us. God is sovereign. God is amazing. God, God is, is, is reachable and touchable. He lives in our hearts. But at the same time, he sits in glory. Where if we were to see his glory, we wouldn't be able to live. And here's a picture of God. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted. And the angels around him calling, holy, holy, holy. God wants an impartation of holy fear in our lives. Holy awe, holy respect. You know, one touch of God's awesome glory will drive out a lot of sin. One touch of his fire, to be in his presence, to shake under his power. That's important, that's healthy. Do you remember those of you that are regulars a couple of weeks ago? I taught on the first two signs that Jesus did in John's gospel. And the first sign was a wonderful sign, the turning of water into wine, so irreligious. So meeting the needs of people right where they are. Jesus saved the party. Dignified the party. Provided more wine than they would ever need. It was a joyous, wonderful celebration. And that's what the Lord wants us to experience in revival. But then we also saw the next sign, just a few days later, was Jesus driving out all the exchanges and the, and the sellers in the temple. And it was like, and the disciples looked at him and remembered, zeal for your house. The zealousness. The cleansing of the temple that Jesus did. The zeal for his father. The same one pouring out the wine. The same one that became bartender in the marriage in Cana. The same one that brought the best wine that normally you wouldn't bring. Uh, and uh, you do it at the beginning. The same one. Oh, how wonderful. He is the lamb, but he's also the lion, isn't it? Let's not relate to just one aspect of God. Let's get the whole thing. Let's open our spirits and hearts to everything that God is. The God that, that cuddles you and the God that makes you put your face in the ground and say, I don't think I'm going to survive this. You're too mighty and too holy. Now, I know in many ways I'm talking about things that many of us haven't even experienced. Many of us here in this church, because of the message that we preach of the good news and grace and mercy and the Spirit, many of us do have that relationship with the Lord of knowing that He accepts us unconditionally and that we're His Father. But I pray for the days of the glory. I pray for the days of the fear of the Lord, which is clean, to come back into our experiences and our lives. 
I can think of just a few experiences I've had in my life of the fear of the Lord. And they have been one of the most healthy doses of his presence I've ever had in my life. I mean, I would rather have, uh, maybe this is a silly thing to say, so just take it as a silly thing. I would rather have 10 seconds of the fear of the Lord experience than 10 weeks of his fatherly love. Why? Because I know his fatherly love. And I like it. But something's got to happen inside of us that cause us to be a people holy to the Lord, cleansed, clean. That, that we, we won't touch sin because of our Father's glory. And this picture, the holy, holy. And you see, this trembling foundations, this temple filling with smoke. What, what, what did it have? What did it do to Isaiah? It made him understand who God was and who he wasn't. Who he, Isaiah, wasn't. There's a familiarity with God. But also, there's got to be a way to second. God is God. God is God. And then sometime, in some moves of God, there has been such a holy fear of God. It's been so wonderful. Cleansing and liberating and freeing. We can't make this happen. But what we can do is open our hearts and begin to study the word of God and begin to say, what does it mean to walk in the fear of the Lord? And believe that when God sends his power, there'll be times of great joy, wedding of Cana. Amen. We need more celebrations. And sometimes in this place, I know it's just the beginnings, but sometimes you feel that wedding of Cana anointing here. And it's wonderful. But I'm believing God. That we have the cleansing of the temple experiences too. So that we can have both sides of the coin. Both experiences. Woe is me, I'm ruined. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Just understanding. You see, who do we measure ourselves against? How do we measure our spirituality? How do we measure our spirituality? Very often we measure our spirituality with one another, don't we? Isaiah probably thought he was pretty holy before this experience because compared to other people around in Israel at that time, he was. He, he was the cream of the crop, the best of the best. He was a good man. He loved the Lord. And he must have thought, wow, I'm way ahead of the pack when it comes to living and loving the Lord. But when he had that experience, it transformed him. Do you remember Peter? When they were out all night catching, trying to catch fish and they didn't catch any. And Jesus said, go back out and put your nets on the other side. And Peter said, oh, we've been fishing all night, Peter. Uh, 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 Jesus. Pe Jesus is like, Jesus, what do you know about it? You know, carpenters don't tell fishermen. I don't tell you how to make a table and chair, Jesus. We've been out all night. We know all the spots. And now you're telling us to go out. You're out of your league. But as soon as you said it, we'll do it. And they caught so many fish. And what was Peter's reaction? It wasn't like, oh, we're going to make some money tomorrow at the market. We're going we're gonna, to be able to get those shoes I've been looking at and that suit. And I'll be able to buy that dress for my wife. It wasn't like that. It was like, can you leave me, please, Lord? Um, I'm a sinful man. Wow. I'd like to feel that, wouldn't you? Because it wasn't a negative experience. It wasn't a guilty condemnation experience. God had just delivered them with fish. 
Jesus that just delivered them with fish. It was a beautiful experience. It was like, I'm a sinful man. It was being, having a touch of God's holiness and realizing, wow, it's not like I thought it was. <laughs> You're not just a fisherman, a great teacher, a prophet. Oh, I'm seeing it clearly who I am and who you are. God's going to visit us if we pray, God, visit me with your wonderful... You see, holiness is wonderful. So many religious people have made holiness such a horrible thing. They've made it a thing of Pharisees. It's like, do this, don't do that. It's just a bunch of laws and regulations, a holiness code. Christians coming around with their self-appointed holiness code. Making you feel guilty about everything. That's not Jesus. Holiness is an impartation. Holiness is an encounter with God and His Word. That's what holiness is. Holiness is getting to know the Lord. The more we really get to know the Lord, the Lord as He really is, not as we'd like Him to be, the more we open ourselves for authentic encounters with God and not limit him and say, well, this is the God I'd like. This is the Jesus I'd like. And, we, and there's a danger of making Jesus in our own image. Never make the Lord in your own image. There's a lot of theology that makes God in his own image that say God couldn't possibly do that. God couldn't possibly say that. God that doesn't sit well with me. So if I don't like it, he do, he's not like that. Oh, God is amazing. God is bigger than you. He's totally different to you. You say, well, what do you mean he's totally different to me? My ways are not your ways. That's beautiful. That's a revelation for some of you. Because we assume, because we're human beings, that God's just like us. Or near enough. And there is so much of modern day Christianity that is simply God's just like me. God's just like me. God would never allow people to go to hell. Why? Because I wouldn't. Yeah, well, you're dirty, sinful, messed up, and you know nothing about the glory, wisdom, majesty of God. I mean, we've we got, we got to deal with these things. Chucking out bits of the Bible we don't like. No, no, no. We bow our knees to the revelation of God. And once we do that, we have impartation. God wants to remain a mystery. But the church wants to dissect him on the table of theology and human views so that we make him in our image. God is a mystery. And the moment that, that you stop trying to, to, to make him in, our, in your own image, not you, but I'm speaking generally, make him in your image and say, God, I'm coming to you as a mystery. I, I, I don't expect to understand everything. In fact, I'm expecting not to understand. It's time for a bit of mystery to come back in the church. Time a bit of holy awe. And there, he said, I'm unclean. But you know, God doesn't, God wants us to show us how great he is. But, and, and he wants us to show that we're not God. And there's a time to take your shoes off in the presence of God. There's time for a bit of respect with the Lord. Not religious respect. But I'm talking, it's time to, to know who he is. And what he's done. And what he deserves. And that he is Lord. And that when we call him Lord, that we begin to know what it means to be Lord. But he sends this angel with a burning coal. Well, wonderful. I mean, this burning coal was so hot that even the seraphim couldn't hold it. It says, he, 
He flew to me with a burning coal in his hands. Oh, okay, it's in his hands, which he'd taken from the altar with tongs. Maybe I'm wrong. I, got, I missed that one. He did have it in his hands, so why did he use an altar? Okay, it doesn't matter. I made it wrong. It's about, I thought it was a good preaching point, but sometimes you've got to say, okay, I got it wrong. He had it in his hands. This fire. And where did this fire come from? One of the great revelations to know when the presence of the Lord comes, where does it come from? When the fire of the Lord falls, where does it fall from? Heaven. Heaven. Fire from heaven. I mean, in these days, as the Lord increases his visitation for those that are hungry, we are literally going to see the kingdom of heaven come to earth. Your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We're going to see presence and angels and fire that in one moment has been beholding the altar of the Lord and the next moment is present amongst us. Don't you want the fire to fall? Don't you want the veil to be removed of unbelief and the work of the enemy and the power of the air and for times and seasons where the presence of heaven drops to earth? The fire that is before the Lord comes to earth. That's what God wants to do. I'm setting the scene prophetically for what the Holy Spirit wants to do amongst us. And touches his mouth. And that fire cleansed him. Isn't it wonderful? He didn't have to do penance. He didn't have to do pilgrimage of any type. Pentecostal, Catholic, Protestant. He didn't have to do anything to get himself holy. He just was touched by the fire of the Lord. I shall baptize you with water. But one is coming who shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And there was a burning. And as he was burned by the power of God and the fire of God, God said, who's going to go? And he said, me. God wants to make his ministers, not just angels, but us. We're his ministers. God wants to make his ministers flames of fire. And don't forget in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, that part of the Pentecostal experience was fire. When the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly they came from heaven. You see, it came from heaven. It was in heaven where Jesus was. It was in heaven. What came down was in heaven. It wasn't just something on earth. It came from heaven. A noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire. Distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Isn't that wonderful? You see, it was the Holy Spirit and fire. I know some scholars look at John the Baptist and when he said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, they say, well, John was thinking of the fire of judgment that was to come. And I suppose perhaps he was. Uh, that may have been in John's mind. And I think it's partly true. But here, but, 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 but here is a, 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 a link that we can do to that. The Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah, there's a future fire. But here was a present fire. And it was linked to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I think we're used to the reception of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? As well as a baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and being filled. And, and, and then going out and the world thinking, you're drunk. 
But no, we're just so affected by the power of the Spirit, we're finding it hard to, uh, to live in the natural. We also need a fire baptism. Baptized by fire. What a strange thought. Seeking the fire baptism. Seeking the touch that Isaiah had. Oh, what a wonderful thing. To have tongues of fire on us burning. Like, they were like the burning bush. Ablaze, but not consumed. Let's bow our heads in prayer. What am I doing in these last few weeks? I'm setting the spiritual environment. That's what I'm doing by this. I'm setting the spiritual environment of the wedding of Cana and the cleansing of the temple, of the filling of the spirit and joy and the fire baptism. I'm preaching these things because they're most surely on their way. We, we're just, we're like, we're like, we're like in, in the river and we're just putting our toes in. I'm setting the spiritual agenda of these evenings. As, and we're going to experience more and more of this as God pours out his revival power on this service and on our lives. Is there anybody in this place right now? And tonight's the night that you need to make your peace with God. All you have to do is in your heart believe and confess with your mouth that Jesus was raised from the dead and is Lord and you will be saved. That's all you have to do, just believe. But if, if you don't make your peace with God, then you are out there vulnerable to the wolves of the enemy. But you've got a chance right now to come to God and to make sure of your salvation. With every head bowed, if you're ready to make your commitment to Jesus for the first time, I want you to lift your hand right where you are. I'm going to pray for you, and you go out saved tonight. Lift your hand now in the name of Jesus. Upstairs, downstairs, it's your time. Lift your hand. I'm going to give you just a few more moments. You have an opportunity. Can I have the worship team on the platform, please? Yeah, is there a Oh, you're waving at me, trying to get my attention. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Wonderful. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward. As we stand together, you're free to go. It's nine o'clock, but for the next ten minutes, we're just going to worship the Lord. And if there's anything you need an agreement of prayer on, anything, don't go through things alone when there's people trained here at the front to pray for you. That prayer could just tip the balance. Whatever it is, whatever need you have, next ten minutes, those of you that need to go, you're free to go. Next ten minutes, come. We'd love to pray for you. Don't go away unprayed for when you know that you need it. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to thank God for his mercies.